Warning, this podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you. We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey there, Spooksters. Welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. I am your co-host, Jessica. And as always, I am joined by my favorite ghoul friend, Tara. Hey, Spooksters. Hey, Tara, can you believe today is the last, like, official episode of, like, our main stream of 2020. Oh God, I know. that's crazy. And I think this puts two years of listeners episode because I'm pretty sure we started this around December or maybe January. I don't know, but because we incorporated listener stories late. We did. Later to the game. We did. I'm actually really excited. I am too. I am too. If my voice sounds a little hoarse, it's because I just recorded one that's coming out later that I ranted on. So even I was yelling. (laughs) Yeah, I may have damaged the vocal cords. So it's fine. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, if you're new, welcome. We are so excited that you have chosen to spend the last Monday of 2020 with us listening to other of our spooksters paranormal and true crime experiences Mm -hmm. and if you want to hang out with us do so on social media we are everywhere we are on instagram twitter tara has a thriving tiktok i am trying to get back on tiktok (laughs) like tara's i don't know if you haven't looked at tara's tiktok and well what if you don't have tiktok download it and go watch tara she's amazing (laughs) um (laughs) in the link tree you can find her tiktok link and i have a tiktok and i'm gonna I have some new stuff coming out, but I haven't posted in a while since like October, I want to say. It <laughs> wasn't fine. even me. It was like my husband because I was like, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but any hoodle, like I said, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And speaking of Facebook, if you want to hang out with us on a more personal level, we do have a Facebook group that Tara and I do interact in. It is Three Spooked Girls Official. You just have to request, answer a couple. Well, actually, I think it's one question now. I think Tara has made it super simple. Yeah, just acknowledge the rules and you're good to go. (laughs) Right, you're in. If you are, have you listened to us for a while or if you're new and you like us and you want to support the show, do so by heading over to patreon.com backslash three spooked girls or clicking the link in the link tree below. For as little as a dollar, you can support the show and get bonus content each month. For $2 and up, you can get Jessica Slaughter's movie reviews and plot lines in addition to that extra episode. And if you are a $5 and up patron, you basically get three episodes a week. Yeah. Because we go a slaughter in the first week of the month, 
Tara's amazing haunted grounds. If you are not a $5 and up patron, you are missing out because it is amazing content and you get a caffeinated beverage along with it. I mean, like she tells you about a caffeinated beverage. It's not necessarily like she doesn't mail you one. That would be a lot. (laughs) Also be very gross by the time it got to you. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And it's amazing content. And then the third week of the month, we do another slaughters. And then the fourth week of the month or like the last week of the month, you get a uh, the bonus episode. So if you're a $5 not patron, you're basically getting three episodes of Three Spooked Girls. And one of them, you actually get to see Tara and I because Haunted Grounds is video. Yes. And they also get live streams. So they see us a bunch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they do. And yeah, there's a lot going on. So mm-hmm. if you are interested in supporting the show, head over. Like I said, for a little as a dollar, you get bonus content. Yeah. Okay, with that, we're going to get right into it because this is our listeners episode. If you're new, basically, we are reading stories that listeners sent us. If you have stories, we'll tell you at the end how you can send them to us. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to hand it over to Tara and she's going to read the first of the last listener stories of 2020. Yes. Okie dokie. Well, our first story of the episode comes from Jen and Jen's actually sent in a few cool stories, which we will read in future episodes, but we are going to start with... A kind of fun one, I thought. I let Jessica help me choose because I was like, I like all of Jen's stories. (laughs) So here we are. So Jen says, hi, Tara and Jessica. This just happened. So I had to write you and tell you about it. First, a little background. Ever since I was a little kid, my mom would tell me about the borrowers. Now, I know some people claim they are imaginary or people of fables, and some will say it's just a movie. But I'm 48 years young, and I will tell you I know they are around. For those that don't know who or what a borrower is, it is a small human that takes small items from your home. It's usually things like pins, pens, paper clips, etc. As a kid, whenever something would come up missing or not in the place it was last in, after searching everywhere for the item, my mom would say, well, the borrowers have it. Wait a while and it will come back. So, sadly, my mom's wife passed away a few weeks ago, so my wife went out of town for a couple of weeks to take care of the arrangements. While she was gone, I was in charge of the animals and taking care of the house. Now, before anyone thinks I'm heartless by not going, I did attend the memorial and was there for all of the arrangements around that. A couple of days after my wife got home, she called me and asked me where her purple bag was. Now, the purple bag is a bag the size of a man's shaving kit bag, and in there is all of her beauty supplies, so makeup, tweezers, nail clippers, eye stuff. I told her I hadn't seen it and asked if she looked in all the usual places she would have it. She said she did, but it wasn't there. A week later, she needed something out of the bag and went searching for it again, only to not find it anywhere. Towards the end of the second week, I needed the clippers out of the bag and asked where it was. She said she hadn't found it and she was upset because all of her eye makeup was in it. And this is cause for alarm because she learned to do her eye makeup from drag queens and the stuff she used was not cheap. So her and I proceed to look everywhere in the house for this purple bag. We look in the bedroom, on the floor, in the bathroom, in drawers, cupboards, everywhere. Finally, she sits down and says, it's just gone. I said, maybe she should ask whoever took it to give it back, please. So she asks them to give it back, please. And she does this in a snarky kind of way. I'm just doing this to please you type of thing. (laughs) Now I have to interject here to tell you that the bedroom is right off the living room. You cannot enter the room without being seen by people sitting in the living room. We leave the door shut because we have a dog and two cats that love to go in there and destroy the room. My wife and I are sitting in the living room. She's talking to her sister on the phone. I work midnights, so I had gotten up to take my afternoon nap before I go to work. I opened the door to the bedroom and there on the floor in the middle of the walkway was the purple bag. (gasps) Right? (laughs) They brought it. 
I hadn't fully entered the room and said, hey, come here. She was irritated because she was on the phone, and I said, no, really, come here. She comes over and says, what? I stepped between her and the doorway and said, do you believe in the borrowers? She's like, yeah, yeah, what is it? I said, okay, and I stepped aside so she could see the floor. She says in a shocked tone that that wasn't there before. I said, I know it wasn't. She said again that it wasn't there before. She says, I swear it wasn't there before and picks it up and tosses it on the bed like it has cooties all over it. I said, well, it's back now as I laugh because of how she is acting. She did thank them for returning it. It's definitely a had to see and hear kind of reaction moment. I'm still picking on her about it. And to everyone, if you lose something, take a shot and ask for it back. It can surprise you. Thank you for taking the time to read this, and thanks for all the wonderful things you two do for all of us. Stay spooky, Jen. Aw. I liked that one. (laughs) Can I just say, I love this story, and it has never made my heart happier. I remember the first time I watched that movie, and I was like, this explains so much. And I remember I was in... How old I was, but I remember I was in class and I people were like, it's a kid's movie. I think it was like in sixth gr- fifth or sixth grade. And I'm like, no, shit goes missing. <laughs> and then it just never is found again. Right. And like, we all have this. The shit just goes missing and it's never mm-hmm. found again. Mm-hmm. And my parents used to be like, you just lose it. I'm like, Mm-mm, I don't just lose it. Right. Or it's like it pops back up in an obvious place and you're just like, what the fuck? That's what happens to me a lot. Right. You have borrowers in your house, too. I must. I must. Jeez. At least they're nice and return my shit, so. Borrowers. Maybe it's the ghost that you heard was really just a borrower yelling really loud (gasps) where he left it. Could be. I like this theory. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to read a story from Samantha. Hey, ladies. My name is Samantha. I'm 23, and I live in Hendersonville, Tennessee. I love the name of that because it sounds a little made up. Like in a book? (laughs) No, like in Mr. Deeds when she's like, I live in Westchester, Minster, Fieldville, (laughs) Iowa. It (laughs) kind of felt like that, but it made me happy. I absolutely love your podcast, and I've been listening to all of them while taking care of my two girls and working, but I'm still in the process of catching up. So this is going to be a long-ass email, but I know you all enjoy these stories. I have to share with all of you. So I never really liked the paranormal when I was younger, because who the fuck would when you were about 7 to 10? I mean, Tara. Me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, it all started with me and my family lived in this house right on the outskirts of Nashville. I have two older sisters and a younger teen sis, so four girls all together. So you can imagine the drama while we were growing up, lol. Anyways, this house was small, but had a comfortable space for the family. It had an attic that you had to go through the den and up some stairs to get to, and had one of those fold-in doors that you would put on a pantry. In the den, there was also two windows that you could lift up to look into the master bedroom. Weird AF, but it was still nice looking, but you couldn't really see through the windows because they were like frosted almost so all you could see was someone walking by. So my first encounter was when me and my sister decided it was a good idea to move our room into the attic space because it looked like it could be turned into extra bedrooms. So our stupid asses thought it would be great. No, not ever was it a great idea nor a good freaking idea. I was laying in bed one night and it was hella dark and all you could see was the faintness of the moon coming through. I tried and tried to fall asleep, but I couldn't. I started getting this weird feeling that I was being watched, so my eyes adjusted to the dark and I look over to the other side where there was a wall connecting to another space and I froze up. I swear I had seen something or someone peek around the wall at me while I was in bed. So my scared ass dipped underneath the covers like it was going to stop the demon from getting my ass. I mean, we've talked about this in the past. Covers 
prevent you. If the last Jurassic World movie taught me anything, it's that <laughs> you are undercovers. That crazy new breed of dinosaur will not get you. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> After that, I didn't see any more shadows, but after I moved all my shit out from up there, we could hear stuff being knocked over or footsteps. We also had a dog named Roscoe who was a little mean shit. He was in the attic with my sisters, and sometimes you could hear him walking around or running back and forth like something was playing with him. When my sister Brittany came down the stairs, he was at the top, and when she had told him to come, he just stops and looks over to the other starts and starts growling and barking like crazy. Britt's trying to get him to come down, and then all of a sudden, he just flies down the steps like he got kicked from the top. Luckily, he was okay, but we wouldn't go back up there after that. I mean, I wouldn't either. Oh, no, thank you. Mm-mm. I'm so glad we only lived there for a couple more years. I mean, I would have been like, can I get out now? Right. (laughs) My dad would see shadows from the windows in the den, and he had the attic door open on him one night when he was on the computer, but he thought it was just Brit playing pranks on him, like we always did when he opened it. But there was nothing. Pictures would come off the walls and fall perfectly upright on the floor, and voices could be heard. It was fucked up. All right. We're going to take a quick moment to say thank you to our newest patrons since our last listeners episode. We want to say thank you to Patty, Josie, Jen for increasing to our $10 tier, Erica, Christy, Ashley, Luana, Ruby, Tracy, Jamie, Carly, Shannon for increasing to our $10 tier, Rebecca for increasing to our $10 tier, Helen, Anna, Alicia, Heather, Brandel, Megan, and Sean. Thank you guys all so, so much for supporting the show. Seriously, we cannot express enough how much we love you guys. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And we love making the bonus content for you guys as well. So Samantha sent us a lot of stories and we're going to keep some for later. And I'm going to hand it back over to Tara, who's going to read her final listener's story of the year. Yes. Oh, my God. And it's a true crime one. So that's fun, guys. True crime. Right. So this comes from Melissa. She says, hello, ladies. Thank you for the awesome podcast. Keep up the great work. Y'all make my drive during these dark fall Chicago mornings fly by. When things are, quote, normal again, you should come over to Chicago and take some of the ghost or in crime tours. I would love to. That would be so fun. I've never been to Chicago. I've been to O'Hare, but that don't count. So... (laughs) No, I too have been to O'Hare, but no, it doesn't count. No. Anyway, back to business. This is not a paranormal encounter, but a true crime encounter. Earlier this year, I decided to watch the docuseries Surviving R. Kelly. Yes, I was about a year late, but at the time of the original airing, I was getting an earful from friends and social media. Plus, I never did like him from way back in the early 90s when I was in seventh grade. So, being from the south suburbs of Chicago and about 15 minutes from his Olympia Fields home, I spent a lot of time in Chicago and I, of course, recognized different locations that were shown in the series. With those recognitions came memories from my teenage years. To be expected, right? But then came the memories and, quote, flashes of the church I attended as a teenager from 14 to 19 years old. And I kept thinking about this church that I hadn't attended in almost 20 years. These thoughts slash memories of this church kept coming to me as I was watching the series to the point of being annoying. Like, why is this show triggering thoughts of this church? 
but I kept watching and I get to episode three or four and the singer Sparkle is talking about how her niece is the girl in the videotape that became, quote, famous and how upset she was for bringing R. Kelly around her family. She couldn't understand how her family was still connected to him even after the tape was leaked and she told them who the little girl in the tape was. Then Sparkle said the dad is listed as one of the guitarists on a CD R. Kelly released after the tape came out and the first lawsuits were filed. She didn't say the name of the dad, but the CD insert was shown with the dad's name. And bam, like a punch in the gut, I realized the show was triggering memories of the church I attended. It was like I was being prepared. The little girl's dad, the guitarist for R. Kelly, was the bass player for the choir I was in at the church I attended as a teenager. What? Right? I paused the show and stared at the screen with the dad's name on it. I'm thinking if I know him, I know his daughter, but I couldn't picture her. So I did a quick search of the dad and his daughter pops up and my mouth literally drops open and I'm like, what the fuck? I was around this girl every week, sometimes two to three times a week for five years. She would, of course, be at the church services, but sometimes her dad would bring her to choir rehearsal. Then I did a quick mental check of the dates and realized I was still at the church when this tape was made, when she was being groomed and ultimately raped by R. Kelly. I was devastated. For some reason, I felt I could have stopped everything if I would have paid more attention to her and noticed if something was wrong. But realistically, I wouldn't have known the signs of something being wrong because I was just a teenager myself. That wasn't part of my world, and it was the 90s, so information wasn't readily available like it is now. After finishing the series and digesting all of that, I saw and learned it hit me how easily I could have been one of the ladies in the docuseries or one of my friends could have been one of them. There was nothing to stop R. Kelly from coming to choir rehearsal with the dad to, quote, check out the singers for a song he was writing. There was nothing from stopping him from visiting the church on Sunday with the dad and the family. And my choir friends and I were in his target age group. A simple change in plans, a yes or no in conversation, a random thought, anything could have put us in his path. Yuck and yikes. Later, I went back to what so many people in the series asked. Why didn't the girl's parents say or do anything when they found out about the tape? I think, with absolutely no proof whatsoever, and she bolded and italicized that, so please make note of that. I personally think this girl's family was pressured into keeping quiet by her dad's side of the family. Her dad, the guitarist for R. Kelly and the church, is the cousin of the pastor of the church we all attended. No big deal, right? Wrong. The pastor and his sister were huge names in the Christian church and in the 90s and early 2000s. The sister is still kind of big, but yeah, if the fact came out that these big-time pastors slash prophets are cousins with the dad of the little girl in this sex tape— It would have caused all kinds of scrutiny. Can you imagine the fallout of the church being so closely associated with this sex tape slash scandal? But that's just my speculation. So that is my encounter or brush with the true crime. Stay spooky and stay safe. Love y'all. Melissa. The world is too small. Jesus Christ, we were just talking about the two degrees of Kevin Bacon. This is that. It is. God. This is like, oh my God. I'm sorry. Like, my brain is over here, like, popping. Like, it's not handling. It's like, oh my God, that's so close. That's crazy. So, you ready for the last story of 2020? Ah, yes. (laughs) I love that you're feigning fake enthusiasm (laughs) for me. So, I love you so much. No, I was like, ah, like, Jesus, I don't know, scared, excited. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck it was. It was supposed to be. Humoring Jessica. (laughs) (laughs) So this is from Christina, and Christina's actually sent us some more, so it's going to reference, the very first sentence is going to reference a story that we read either last month or the month before. I cannot recall at the moment. Yeah, I think maybe November, maybe October. Yeah. So this is called Touched by an Intruder? Question mark? 
So it starts out, same house, much later, but same room. FYI, I always slept with the door open, lights on, but with a blanket over my face to ward off bugs and to keep out the light. My dad would have so come in and been like, lights out. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. So during this time, I was in my late teens and I was working a lot of hours, plus had long bus commutes because I didn't drive yet or have a car and I was trying to provide for myself and my sick mother. It was a very tiring time. So I had to come home after long shifts working overtime and working for 10 straight days with no days off plus my two hours each way bus commute I was exhausted this was finally the end where I had a day off the next day so I came home and my mom remained asleep and I was tired so I snuck past her and went straight to my bedroom after tending to my dogs I was so happy and tired and literally just took off my shoes and climbed into bed with my socks my hair up and my uniform on I've been there Mm-hmm. Same. My bun was up on the top of my head very tightly because I had to wear a hairnet at work. So I fell asleep right away. Sometime later, I woke up groggy to slowly realizing someone was touching my head and my hair. I just like physically wanted to throw up. <laughs> like if that happened to me, I would be like, no, 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 <laughs> it got a visceral reaction from me. I could feel their fingers moving in my hair because of how tight my bun was. They were wiggling through my hair to get to my actual head. I laid there terrified, realizing just beyond the safety of my blanket, someone unknown was touching me. I know there was no one else in the house but myself, my dogs, and my mother. And my mother couldn't get out of bed herself, so it couldn't be her. I laid there terrified, opened my eyes, and saw no shadow of anyone standing over me. And I still felt the fingers, so I was awake and not imagining it. And I knew for sure there must be an intruder standing maybe at the head of my bed since it was in the middle of the room and the bed against the wall on the long side. Okay, so like how day beds set up Mm -hmm. and had a space at the head and the foot of the bed. They could be right there touching my head, playing with my hair, and I would not be able to see them without getting up and looking. So I decided to close my eyes and pretend to be asleep and hope maybe it was some weirdo from the neighborhood that maybe got in and maybe they would leave. Mm. This is so much wishful thinking. Right. Finally, after a little more terrifying hair playing, it stopped and I waited some time. I literally was counting seconds to minutes in my mind. I waited 10 minutes. As high on adrenaline and fear, I popped up terrified that they could still be there and would grab me. I made a beeline for the billy club I knew was in the next bedroom and I ran there and grabbed the billy club from under the spare room's dresser, which had been once my mom's room before we moved her into the living room to accommodate her hospital bed. I stood in the hallway, brandishing a wooden billy club, just waiting for someone to come out of the bedroom. Meanwhile, my mother had woken up and wanted to know what was going on. I calmed down a little and explained what happened, and she was sure someone was in the house also. Call the fucking police. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I would rather... <laughs> oh, I'm so afraid for her. I was so sure that in my tired state, I didn't lock something and someone got in, but also was thinking our dogs made no fuss. They were adorable, fierce warrior dogs who made everyone know their presence when someone even walked past our front yard. I'm starting to think, why didn't the dogs bark? My mom instructed me to check every possible entry point, and she watched with the phone, ready to call 911 if anyone or anything was found. This is smart plan. Mm-hmm. 
Now we were two women living in a bad area and I was gone a lot and had to leave my mom home alone. So we had a lot of measures to prevent people from getting in, short of being able to afford a security system. So I checked everything, even the attic, and everything was locked, secured, and there were no signs of any disturbance anywhere. And I started thinking more about the dogs who never barked and yet seemed perfectly alert and normal. Anyways, nothing was ever found. And later that night, I moved my bed into the spare room and never slept in my old bed bedroom again the end oh my god christina like smartest choice ever yeah seriously scary i always like when stories end with like and then i slept in there for 12 more years i'm like why <laughs> get out like there's a spare room <laughs> right oh. oh my god i am so glad you're safe and yes. i'm so glad that nobody ever fucked with your hair again i like this i'm about to go to bed after this and i'm gonna have to watch like a shit ton of like scrubs to get this out of my head especially because your hair's in a bun right now oh goodness gracious Gonna like, gonna take that out. I'm gonna take it out right now, right now, while we're talking, because I am not leaving one more. So, okay, good. <laughs> okay. Now that my hair has been taken out of a bun. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. If you would like us to read one of your stories, go ahead and send it to either our email or our like page or Instagram. Instagram cuts you off. So I would say either email or the Facebook page would be the best options. Yeah. And please do so because like we mentioned in Casey Anthony, we are recording a bunch of stuff early. So we would love to have all y'all stories, please. Yes, we would love to be able to have those all done. And anyways, if you send them to us, we can always keep them because we have special documents for them that they can sit and wait for our reading abilities. Yes. With that, I'm going to go ahead and end this episode. And we hope that you guys have a great New Year's coming up. And we will see you back here for the final episode of 2020 on Thursday. Unless you're a patron, then it's on the then it's on Thursday. <laughs> like, both. <laughs> <laughs> They're both on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, so we will see you back here for those. And uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye.